Hey everyone, welcome to episode 9 of the Tapping with Taco podcast. I'm your host, Takato Watanabe. The goal of this podcast is closing the gap between the end of your military career to the start of your civilian career. On today's episode, I interviewed Will, who is in the public sector and audit industry. Lots of military members transition to public sector when they transition out of the military, so I thought it would be a great topic to talk about. If you want to know more about audit and public sector, there's some valuable information that Will shares. So, hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome to the Tapping with Taco podcast. Thanks for being here today. I'm excited to talk about the audit and public sector areas, but let's kick this off by hearing your journey and then dive into the topics we've kind of prepared today. Sure. So first off, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm always super excited anytime we uh, talk about veterans or transition or anything that I could do to help improve our community because it is a small, tight-knit little place. So a little bit about me. Um Will Sai, I was active duty U.S. Marines for about 15 years, and now I have transitioned into the United States Marine Corps Reserves. At this time, SAP is technically my first uh, corporate uh, workplace outside of doing some uh, consulting on the side while I was still active duty. Pretty much, I moved from a very technical role in the military, which was a uh, IT. IT help desk eventually transitioned and moved over to cybersecurity focused. I was doing a lot of big picture policy making uh, that was in alignment with pretty much the highest levels of government. I did a lot of uh, general reporting up to Congress and reporting up to Secretary of Defense and things like that. Cool stuff that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, it was weighing on me a little bit, hence my decision to transition out of the military a little bit earlier than 20 years. So, yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell in my military career. How much time did you have to really think about your transition out of the military? And how was your transition when you were getting out of the military? Yeah, so that's probably one of the coolest things is uh, I actually knew pretty early on that I wanted to transition. So I had about two years of a transition period. During those two years, I made sure I set myself up with a small consulting business to try to gather, gather some additional skill sets that translate a little bit better to the private sector. So instead of all government focused type of work that allowed me to kind of uh, integrate myself with the general corporate world, such as SAP, and I was able to kind of harness a little bit more uh, experience and exposure to verbiage, to just products and regulatory kind of things that we don't typically deal with on the gov or military side of the house. So that's kind of my two-year type of plan. I let people know early on, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to get out. This is me for sure. My dates are this, you know, I want you to help me. So that's pretty much my starting point. That's great that you had this idea of you already knew that you were going to get out and had a kind of a runway. Uh, what kind of resources did you tap along the way 
to really make you yourself successful during your transition process? Yeah. So transitioning is always a scary thing for me. My first four years, I was like, all right, I'm going to get out. And then I thought about it. I got scared. I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. And that was because I was uneducated and I wasn't informed. You know, I didn't have great mentors to help guide me and walk me through the process. That's when I realized, you know, no, nobody's really going to be there to hold your hand to help you through, you know, any process, be it government, uh, military, private sector. It doesn't matter. Your transition's in your own hands. So, you know, the more you read, the more you research, the more you, you know, make connections and look things up, that's where you're going to really get, you know, the most bang out of your buck. So for me, first thing I started doing was I hopped on LinkedIn, which is probably the number one tool to transition. You know, I started networking with people. I started adding, following random people. Eventually it led me to a lot of different, you know, former military people that had a lot of great tips for how to transition properly. Once I started seeing a lot of those, I started, wow, I, I, was, I was blown away with some of the things that they had to offer. And there's countless resources out there. Like Michael Quinn's probably one of the most well-known ones from the uh, army. He was like a sergeant major or something like that. But he's also one of the few people that truly cares. He has a very large presence in social media in general. He's got a company now and everything like that. So I encourage everybody to follow as many people as you possibly can. You know, again, there's no perfect way to transition. Everybody's going to have their own way. Some of the things that the military kind of offers you isn't robust enough, but it does get you guys through a certain point, you know, like the uh, transition assistance programs and stuff like that. That that did help. So, And I, I know you just mentioned you didn't have a lot of mentorship, but you found that LinkedIn was a great tool for you. Did you take advantage of any kind of certificates or anything in that nature, more on the educational side of things that helped you in transitioning into your, into your civilian role? Yeah. So like, like I said, um, everybody has their own path, right? There's, there's so many cool programs out there and there's also Microsoft ones. There's also Oracle ones. I did not take advantage of any of those. I decided to carve my own path, uh, primarily through building a business, building, uh, skill sets that I knew I wanted to gather in order to transition properly. So again, you know, take a look at what's out there. You know, there might be something that fits very well into anybody's categories. Uh, for me, there just didn't seem to be a anything that aligned with the stars for me. So, you know, I created my own opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome because I I don't really see that that often. Can you tell us the listeners a little bit about your business and and how that's helped you? Sure. So I started Wilco Compliance um, about 2017. That was about the same time frame that I was selected to warrant officer. I decided to turn down that selection to warrant officer in order to, I guess, push uh, Wilco a little bit further. With that, initially, I started off with just talking to little mom and pa places like a dental office. I asked them like, hey, do you guys need any IT support? And sure enough, yeah, you know, we definitely need some support. And that garnished me a little bit more reputable business. And I was able to continue on targeting a couple other smaller companies. Eventually, I would like to just say I was really good at talking, but I think I was just very fortunate and lucky to meet, um, meet additional folks within the field. People like me and 
I was partnered with a fairly large uh, startup managed security service provider. With that, they allowed me to kind of build out their entire audit assessment compliance program as a individual contractor. From there, I started getting a whole bunch of business and had to start hiring on a couple additional uh, assessors and folks like that. And with that, it also came the opportunity to learn more about the different regulatory requirements that's out there. And it gave me it gave me a lot of exposure to things that I didn't know about because the military typically keeps you keeps you confined within uh, the federal type standards and stuff like that. So I like to just put it as luck and hopefully a little bit of skills. <laughs> That's awesome, though, because I don't really hear that those kind of stories that often where service members will create a business and, and ultimately it helps them um, on the civilian side as well. But I want to touch on a point that you talked about earlier is you're still in the reserves right now. In my experience, I had a tough time struggling balancing being a reservist and also trying to focus on a civilian full-time job. How is it for you and how are you able to balance your business working full-time and also the reserves all at the same time? Yeah, so it's difficult. It honestly is. Um, there's no easy way around it. That was one of the very first things I asked my current boss, Rich Coker. He's a uh, Coast Guard commander, how he did it for so many years, 20 plus years. And he told me like, you know, you, you kind of just have to roll with it. You know, you, you love the country. You love your country. You love what you do. You find it in yourself to push forward just a little bit more, just a little bit harder, whatever the case is. You know, it is... It is for me, it is a weekend out of every month that I do have to dedicate to it. Being a senior leader, I also have to dedicate additional hours to ensure that it's properly done and, you know, the people are taken care of within the reserves. So there's a lot of things that go into it. I don't have a traditional nine to five hour type of structure. Uh, I do push myself a little bit harder than that. So it is more closer towards on average to 12 plus hours a day working. So, but that's something I love. I, I, I enjoy doing, you know, I, I like, I love the military still. And I didn't want to give that up. Not, not one bit, even, even though, you know, it's, it's difficult. It's something that I wanted to continue pursuing and helping contribute. The military gave me a ton of, ton of things. You know, I paid for all of my education. It gave me a whole bunch of certifications. It set me up to build a business. It set me up to be successful here at SAP. And it continues to set me up. Even now, my reserve unit is filled with amazing, talented individuals, pretty much from every tech industry that you could think of. So Amazon, Google, whatever's, they're all super intelligent people. And I get to, I get to lead some of these brightest minds and dealing with some of the unique challenges that were faced in, in uh, today's uh, cyberspace warfare type of domain. So. I, I love it and I can't stop loving it. I think that's awesome because uh, a lot of the times when, when service members get out, they just go straight out, straight to civilian world. They don't even consider the reserve. So hearing your story, I think it's awesome. And that shows that, you know, you don't necessarily have to transition directly to a civilian. You can still balance having a business, having a full-time job and being in the reserves and in the military as well. So yeah, that's an awesome story. And I think that's valuable for people to hear. Moving kind of into your realm more deeper into the the audit, the public sector side, there seems to be a high interest in the veteran community 
to take on like public sector and security roles after the military. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do in your role? And I know you spoke a little bit about what you do in your business too. Can you dive into a little bit more details of what that entails? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So the reason why public sector in general is very enticing to the veterans community is because it offers a certain sense of familiarity. That familiarity is kind of our comfort zone, right? We, we know the lingo. We know some of the key players, depending on where you're at. A lot of times public sector requires clearances that a lot of other people can't get or have difficulties achieving or whatever the case is. So that's public sector in a, in a nutshell is just targeting towards government, uh, military, whatever. And it kind of just chives well with us. A lot of us have that urge to continue serving and coming from a software type of background, we are still serving the general public. And for me coming to SAP Concur, it was, it was a good transition because I really didn't like the old product we were using. And I really like the current SAP Concur product. So it seemed like it would be very fitting if we could possibly get that into the rest of the military. So that's that piece. Uh, in terms of security, again, it's it's a hot topic right now. A lot of people want to jump into IT security, cybersecurity. It's not easy, but it's definitely worth the challenge. One of the primary reasons I think military individuals like to chase these security tech roles is because it aligns kind of with what we've done in the past, depending on what your job field was in the military, whatever the case is. And the state is, we were all in support of the national security. So, you know, it kind of makes sense to go in security roles, depending on what you kind of want to do from analyst type of stuff to uh, forensics to whatever's your, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> Comparing the military public sector side and then on the civilian side of things, are there any skills, technical skills or soft skills that you've seen translate from the military over to your civilian role? Probably number one thing that translates extremely well from the military to uh, private sector or whatever the case is, is going to be our leadership skills. So that's probably one of the one of the key things that kind of makes us stand out just a little bit more. For me, I had I had my MOS, which was 1721, which is uh, defensive cyberspace operations. So I had a lot of the security background already. So it was a fairly easy move for me, especially coming from IT to cybersecurity to all that to this current role, which is very IT security focused, uh, specific for audits. With that, I think negotiation is definitely one of the skill sets that we have that's soft that probably isn't talked about as much because we do have to we do have to negotiate nowadays a lot in the military. There's a lot of uh, going upwards and downwards in terms of how we talk to people and how we get uh, missions accomplished. So, you know, the collaboration piece that we've been able to foster is probably instrumental. If someone in a, in a similar role, in a similar situation that you are in, is looking to transition out of the military, let's say two, I know you said you were two years. Let's say if someone's about a year out, what would you recommend that they do now? And is there anything that service members can do now while they're still in the military to prepare for their transition, whether that's uh, security clearances or certificates or any kind of classes? Uh, I'll, I'll lay it out in a couple of different you know, key steps, right? The very first step is communicating with people that you're, you're ready to transition out. You know, make that initial 
role, make it known, make sure that, you know, your leadership or whoever you need to understands that this is going to be how your life is going to be for this next year or so. From that point, you know, hopefully you'll establish a good boundary of setting up things such as transition uh, TAPS programs or setting up medical appointments to make sure that, you know, anything that you have that's lingering is being treated, uh, making sure that you go to some of the networking events that you could possibly go to. That's kind of a one piece right there. Second piece is definitely that networking aspect, right? Uh, that LinkedIn, the people communication skills, that's going to develop you in the long run. A lot of times finding good resources out there is going to be a huge impact in your next role, essentially, or your next, you know, wherever you end up stopping off at. With that, there's also different unique opportunities, such as the DOD Skill Bridge. If you have the opportunity to do that, that's probably one of the coolest things that you could do. My company actually does offer that too. So if anybody's interested, they could look me up afterwards and I'll see what I could do to help, help everybody out. Going back to that networking aspect, when you're, when you're talking to people, when you're, when you're asking them for you know, how they can help you, make sure that you also tell them how, what you bring to the table. One of the unique things that I made the mistake on when I started applying for jobs was I sent out resumes everywhere and I was wondering why I'd only get one or two phone calls. You know, I was thinking my resume was the best thing in the world. You know, 15 years of experience progressively in security. I migrated from whatever's I've pretty much touched in every industry. I'm on business and all this very cool stuff. I, I thought I was really, really good. But then I realized that's not the way to go. The way to go is actually making a connection, talking to somebody, you know, seeing what you can offer them, seeing what type of roles they have in their organization. And from there, you, you'll be surprised. You might not even have to specifically apply. They might submit your resume directly to a hiring manager. And then from there, you know, the, the rest is history. So three, definitely take care of those health things that I was mentioning. Um, probably getting some things that you didn't think about documented is is very 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 important a lot of times in the military we we kind of suck up any of the pains or ailments or whatever that kind of linger on you know if you rolled your ankle not a big deal hey it still hurts you know when i wake up in the morning that's something that should probably get checked out at the very least you know it's important to make sure that your body is functional because you only have one of those you want to make sure that's good four Definitely utilize any of the programs that the military offers. So certifications, if you have the opportunity to chase after some of them, definitely get, if, if, you're, if your focus is trying to become project manager, PMP, definitely one of them. If your focus is to go in security, you know, if you have kind of a background in it, go for the CISSP, Security Plus, or any of the other major certifications that's out there. Um, those are kind of your gateway openings on your resume that's going to help kind of shape out how you're going to talk to people. Five, pretty much anything that you can improve upon while still in the military, try to improve upon that. Let's just say security clearances. If you could renew that, definitely renew that prior to transitioning out if you want to specifically stay in the public sector. Yeah, I, I, I guess those are my five keys. So I don't really have too many others I could think of right now. Yeah, I think those are awesome that what you shared, it gives people a, a you know step-by-step -step process of 
what they need to do to prepare. You know, those all those are very key milestones that people can kind of check off and make sure that they're going along the right path uh, for their transition. Is there any other topics or any kind of insight that you would want to share for any military service members that are still kind of considering transitioning out? Yeah, I guess um, the two key pieces of advice I would say is don't ever put the military in the back burner. Um, don't think of it as your final resort or anything like that. That's not what it's meant for. You know, a lot of people feel that way and it's a shame because the military needs good people. You know, obviously that's, that's definitely something. Put yourself in the shoes of others to make sure you see how it's going to shape out. What you do for your country isn't always going to be glamorous. It's not always going to be recognized, but that's not why we do it. We do it for a faceless nation that's never going to know our sacrifices. So if you have the strength in you to continue serving, you know, in a reserve capacity of some sort, you know, I encourage that. Don't, don't just drop that pack the second you get out. Consider transitioning to inactive, you know, reserves or something like that. You can still collect retirement points. You can still retire technically out of the military. And at the same time, you're still offered a lot of the same benefits. It's very difficult to come back into the military after you cut ties completely. So that's one of the things that I always recommended anybody that served underneath me to like, give it a hard look, give it a consideration. You know, you don't know where your life is going to be like in five years. Okay. Why not? Why not just, you know, re-enlist into inactive reserves for five years the likelihood of you getting called back is going to be slim, but wouldn't you want to be called back? Would you really want an 18-year-old kid filling the ro- filling your filling your old shoes because they're drafted or anything like that? Because I, I sure wouldn't. You know, I'd rather be that old guy that goes in, but I already know what to do. You know, I know how to play the game and I know how to ensure success in any mission because that's what I was trained for by somebody that was drafted. That's probably the biggest thing that I would leave everybody with is never close a door that you can't open again. Always keep it, you know, just a little bit cracked open if you can. If people have any follow-up questions or they want to get in contact with you, how can they get in contact with you? And did you, is there any, anything you wanted to plug? Sure. So um, anybody could reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's pretty easy to find me. It's just will one three, three, seven. So will leet. <laughs> if anybody wants to look up my business, it's uh, wilcocompliance.com. So from there, you guys could definitely just ping me or whatever the case is. And, you know, we could kind of help help each other out or however you guys need help. I'm here for y'all. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time. Well, I really appreciate it. I think we covered a lot of good material and I think there's a lot of valuable information that can be taken away from this. Cool. Thanks again for having me. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Will and got an idea of how the military is similar to some functions within the public sector industry. If you want to know more, his website is wilcocompliance.com. All the topics we discussed will be posted in the show notes. Also, I'm looking to hear your feedback. Is the content I'm putting out there helpful for you? If not, what else are you looking for? Go leave a comment on my blog post or Instagram, tappingwithtaco.com or at tappingwithtacopodcast on Instagram. And looking forward to hearing your responses. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Talk to you guys next time. Peace. In the Subaru with my Nikes on the dash. In the Subaru with my Nikes on the dash. In the Subaru with my Nikes on the dash. Nikes on the dash. Nikes on the dash. Uh, west side in the field, what's real? I got 
pop poppin' like they on two pills. No sign, listen, got two mil. I ain't meek when it come to big banks, like my first name Phil. Whoa.